0: Hi, I'm Jim Shooter, and you're listening to the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast.
1: Greetings, Cap fans, and welcome to another episode of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast. This is episode 137. I am your host, Rick Verbonis. And, as always, I'm joined by, you know, uh, some people say, the best gosh darn co-host out there. Oh, Bob. We would be so happy, you and me. No one there to tell us what to do.
0: I'd like to be under the sea. Bob, take it. I don't know what comes after you. <laughs> oh come on, Bob. Is that Take from uh, little mermaid or something? No.
1: I, I mean, uh, sure, I sure I get under the sea. Yeah, I, I guess you could finding do it. Nemo? I don't I'd know. like to be under the sea in an octopus's garden with you.
0: No idea. No idea. I and mean, it frightens oh me my quite honestly. It, fright- it frightens me a little bit because I'm not a big fan of water. So, on um, being under the sea that that really doesn't bode well.
1: I'd like to be under the sea in an octopus's garden in the shade. He'd let us in know where we've been. Oh, come on. I've uh, no idea.
0: I've never heard that song. It's the Beatles. Oh, that's why. Oh, <laughs> you know I'm not a Beatles fan, Rick. But, I know but, you are. We the thought it
1: Jeanette, you don't don't do that don't don't be like i know you are no the world is <laughs> beetle fans bob the you world. are the anomaly here not me
0: <laughs> uh, then i accept the award
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> yes and and it was one of those songs that well, uh john and paul tossed ringo a bone right ringo got to sing like on like lead sing like maybe yeah. one one song wow. every other album or something like that and uh-huh. this was a big hit for him this was ringo star
0: lead vocals he, he had the hot wife
1: oh he did he so. little Ka- Catherine bogg actually yeah Right. Yeah, how you doing
0: so
1: <laughs> little, little caveman right so, remember that yeah. movie
0: a little professional oh i do remember that movie yeah now. yeah
1: yeah. anyway Octopus's garden is the name of the song and uh came out in 1969 it's about drugs no 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 this is not Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds (laughs) this is Octopus's Garden uh it is it's it's a silly song it's a silly a lot of kids it was a lot of children liked this song mm -hmm. um uh anyway so why am I singing about Octopus's Garden Bob
0: well, now it makes sense. Does it? It makes sense. Yeah. There's There's a little, little light bit, bulb went off? A little bit. A little bit. A little, little bit this time, sir. Yeah. So, obviously, because we're going to read a story that what has Doc Ock in it.
1: Exactly, Bob. And what issue number is that?
0: That would be issue 259. Right.
1: Oh, very good, Bob. Yes. I love how you look things up. Can I have a cookie? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, we're covering today Captain America 259, which came out in 1981. And it does, it's a it's a one issue story, and it does star uh, Captain America going up against a villain that he hardly never goes up against because it's a Spider Man villain, Doc Ock. So I thought, yeah. So I thought my hello to you today should mention uh, Octopus. But I also thought, Bob, mm-hmm. there there's several lyrics in this song, but the 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 part that I sang to you was. We would be so happy, you and me, no one here, no one there to tell us what to do. Mm. And I thought that tied mm. in with the story.
0: Bob. Mm. Interesting. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Right.
1: A prodigal son you doesn't are like
0: uh, you're an onion. That you I, just I, I, I make people layers. cry. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is, uh, nice,
1: But yeah, that. there's a prodigal son that yeah. uh, doesn't like to be told what to do. So yeah. I anyway. Yeah, Uh, that that, that's why we're a little late recording tonight, Bob. It took me a long time to to peel that onion and and figure that out.
0: I know. I looked at like the top 120 songs of 1981. Yeah. um, You know, but then I got distracted because, you know, a lot of those songs were from Sheena Easton and I had a huge crush on (laughs) Sheena Easton. Oh, who didn't? One Right. So I I actually have her on my my gym playlist. <laughs> right Is it, yeah yes. you want to check out her sugar walls bob oh, yeah absolutely right yeah mm-hmm. yep so um so i got distracted looking at that list of 120 songs i <laughs> kept veering off to watch youtube videos you know uh-huh. uh, Houston songs so but i yeah. thought for sure it would have been one of those 120 songs oh
1: you got me again i i did you know i i when you i get distracted Strut
0: out and put it out <laughs> And no <laughs> oh totally right no
1: i i personally get distracted uh on some uh shakira videos Oh, shakira. Yeah, yeah yeah i go down a little rabbit hole there yeah and uh
0: Put a warning up folks I, mean, I know right so you can go into the kitchen and get
1: something. <laughs> yeah or the bathroom anyway <laughs> so today today bob we're gonna be covering uh Uh, A really cool issue. Um, You know, this was, came out, it it came out in 1981, as I mentioned. Uh, It had a release date of April 7th, 1981, but it had a cover date of July, 1981. And this was a few years before uh, Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars came out, right? Which Mike Zek was the artist for that as well. And uh, so Doc Ock was in that, Cap was in that. Mm. But this is the really the first time that we're seeing the two of them kind of go at it, and you know Jim Shooter is the the plotter for this. Dave Michelini is is the uh, the scripter, and I, I I think when we had Jim Shooter on the show uh, way back in episode sixty five, and I highly recommend check out episode sixty five if you have not and listen to Jim Shooter's interview because we asked some really great questions and he's, he's very honest and he's very yeah. forth, forthright in some of these, but you know, one of the lamer questions we asked him was about this particular issue. And we asked him like, you know, where did you come up with the idea, you know, to, for Doc Ock versus cap. And he was pretty forthcoming and, in, in talking about, you know, the impetus for that idea.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, I think it's fun just to cover it, Rick, because, you know, it's something out of the ordinary, and it's a great story, and it has a great ending, and I'm excited to get into it, because uh, I want to talk about some stuff in this book.
1: Yeah. I don't know about you. Did you get a little choked up at the ending?
0: Uh, a little choked up.
1: I got a little choked up.
0: A little choked up. I don't think I got a little choked up. No, no I did.
1: No, no, I did. I got a little choked up. All right, right, yeah, well, talk, yeah, the talk about The whole father-son that. relationship okay. thing, okay. you know. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, touched a nerve, I think, for me. All
0: right, let's hold that, that. put a pin in that and let's circle back around to that when we get to the end.
1: Okay, yeah, we'll do that. Uh, What's going on in your
0: life this week, Bob? Well, it's just, you know, it's a busy week, Rick. Uh, We're winding down season for, you know, I lead, I I run this nonprofit that does a lot of uh, environmental conservation work and we lead Mm -hmm. uh, guided hikes and recreation programs. And of course, it's starting to get into the rainy season. So a lot of that slackens off, especially, a lot of our uh, part-time residents down here start to move back up north. And so we, we don't have the demand for our programs. And you got to be really hardy to want to get out there in the, in the in the trails when there's a foot or two of water over the trail. So it's right. so lacking. And it's the end of the semester for the university where I, I teach part-time as well. So it's just wrapping up grading and, and trying to figure out how many students are going to pass and how many are going to be begging me for extensions and incompletes. And, <laughs> And things like that. So, sure. uh, so I just trying to, you know, churn my way through that sort of thing. But I'm looking forward to this weekend. Um, I'm going to a Kentucky Derby party. Oh, uh, yeah! I don't normally go out to, you know, parties. Are usually. you
1: going to Kentucky?
0: No, we're not going to Kentucky, but I am going to drink. <laughs> so uh, it's, a, it's a colleague at the university invited me and, and my wife, Casey, to this Kentucky Derby party on Saturday night, promised there would be mint juleps. And, and, I, and, I, and I've heard through the grapevine that mint juleps have bourbon in them. Mm. So I was, you know, I signed up for that one right away. So I, 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 I am mean, looking forward to that. Do you, you have, have your fancy one. hat all ready to go? Yeah, uh, I've, I'm, I'm torn. I've got one of those um, big hats that I wear when I'm out working in the garden, but I also have my Vietnamese <laughs> pith helmet. From the North Vietnamese <laughs> Army, I was considering, you know, just kind of putting a flower in that.
1: Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah. You totally should do that.
0: Yeah. Or I could wear my Captain America, you know, baseball cap. I don't know. It's such a tough decision.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You got, but you know what? You've got some good choices there. I do. And, and nice I, I want pictures
0: yeah (laughs) okay i
1: I, I want proof because as as the kids say if if there's no pictures it didn't happen it didn't happen right
0: what about you what's going on in your uh, neck of the woods
1: oh bob um so i posted in the facebook group and of course you know this is coming out several weeks later so this is old news for for everybody in the facebook group but i i did get this week um a a art piece so probably the last published art piece i'm going to get for quite some time because my budget is already tapped out but um i did win this back in the beginning of april and i I just recently got it and it is um a page to captain america white that miniseries by jeff loeb and tim sale Mm -hmm. and this is uh, issue five page four and it's a really cool page um because it's got uh, the Red Skull, it's got Cap on a motorcycle, it's got Bucky. And so, you know, it's got all the major players yeah. from World
0: War II. Right.
1: And there's a nice half-page splash of Cap on a motorcycle riding up the Eiffel Tower. So it's it's really cool. Um, yeah. So that's that's the new that's thing cool. going on with me. No,
0: that, that that was a great series, but it was. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I, and and I and I probably am. I but, always do. But, but there was a, a long hiatus, right, between the beginning of that series and there the, was.
1: Yeah, there was. I I I I want to say that the series ended in 2016, right? So there was, I want to say five. Yeah, there was five issues. Mm-hmm. But there was also a zero issue. Okay, right. Yeah. The zero issue came out. I'm gonna say 2008, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because I still have my store. I had my okay. comic book store back when when it came out. Yeah. And and that was like the kind of like a hey, here's here's this miniseries that's coming out soon, yeah. and there was a poster uh uh it was a horizontal poster of of cap holding up a shield up close mm-hmm. and um a retailer poster and then and then nothing yeah and then nothing and then eventually the miniseries came out probably 2015 and ended in 2016 mm. so um i you know unfortunately tim sale passed away last year right and um so so there this artwork um, went, went, went probably a little bit higher than I was hoping it would go. Um, you know, but you know, when an artist passed and people know that the, you know, there's no, there's no, there's no new published artwork coming Right. that, yeah. you know, what's out there in the inventory is what you got. Then all of a sudden, you know, there's a demand versus supply and, yeah. and so prices tend to, to, to raise. So I did have, a few a couple years ago, I had a a page from this actual issue of Captain America White number five, and it was the very last page. And it was a really cool page. It was a half page splash as well. Um, and it was cap um in modern time, riding away on a motorcycle, holding up a shield, and there's a flag, almost mm-hmm. like riding off into the sunset. Yeah, very, very cool thing. And I remember talking to you about it, and you were yeah. like there's no way that that wind resistant could happen you know like <laughs> right? You, right you made that comment because he's right. he's holding up his shield. like you see him driving away yeah. from behind right driving yeah. off into the sunset right. and he's holding up his shield in his left arm so yeah. you see the the back of the shield yeah you know or you know or yeah the the out, outer side of the shield yeah towards the back which means that this concave shield right. is catching, catching all, the, yeah. all the wind as he's yeah. flying and as he's driving and you would imagine you know wow yeah, yeah. that's some like wind conversion. resistance right there yeah and so ever since you said that i, I was like oh yeah i don't like this page anymore <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yes
1: it's absolutely
0: I can't believe how influential I am. Because...
1: No, no, it's absolutely true. I, yes. I can't tell you I have some pieces that some people have made some snide comments, and I'm like, oh, I guess I don't like that anymore. So <laughs> well, um, thank
0: goodness I... my wife doesn't have that reaction when people criticize
1: me. <laughs> I end up I I end up trading the piece uh for a Mike Zek fanzine cover. Um and so I was very happy, you know, that uh, I got that, and then you know, blah blah blah. blah. People, yeah. you know, the listeners don't care, but anyway. it's like that
0: episode of The Office where Dwight, you know, they're having the 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 uh, the uh, the flea market in the in the warehouse of Dunder Mifflin, and he starts with a paperclip, and he wants to get the what <laughs> he He wanted to get something, you know, the most expensive item for sale that somebody was selling, and and so he worked his way up, you know, trading the paperclip as he went up. To finally, he got this expensive item, and then he got tricked by Jim into trading it for some magic beans. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I saw that episode. Oh, it's that, a great episode. Uh, yeah. that's fine. Um, All the yeah, so so that's what that's what's going on with me, yeah. uh, right, Rick? I, I did have a really exciting development this week. Oh, so, yeah. Oh, you do, know, tell, do tell, do tell. I'm a little bit of a you know I like a little bit of the handicrafts, and I'm not very good at anything. Uh Um, but I, I sometimes get these ideas in my head and I'm like, I'm going to do this. So you may not recall, but it was maybe a year ago. I posted this image, uh, from gosh, what was it? I can't even remember now if it, what, what captain America was it issue like six Oh five or something? I don't know. It was, it was the one where cap went to the small town and they were having the captain America fair.
1: Oh yeah. 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 That was Mark Wade and Chris, Chris Samney.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And, and you know, and there was this one thing on a table that I had, like, drawn an arrow pointing to. And basically, it was, like, a desktop statue of Cap encased in ice. Right. And I'm like, I Who do remember did, that. Why I hasn't do. anybody, like, produced that statue yet, right? Uh-huh. So I've been, like. Like obsessing about this ever since. So I've been thinking, like, oh, how am I? I know I want to do that. Like, I've got mm-hmm. some cap action figures. I could like freeze them in ice and, and I would probably use the one, you know, that has him, you know, wearing his World War II uniform with the, you know, they, they have that Hasbro figure. But I'm like, well, that's mm-hmm. expensive, you know, I got to find that. And then that's a big block of acrylic. And I thought maybe i want to start small. I'm going to make like a paperweight. And so I got the little Lego figure okay of of cap you know from um the first avenger and and so he's got his you know his uniform his army uniform on you can see the the cap uniform peeking out from underneath it and then i've been looking for the perfect rock and it surprised me how hard (laughs) it has been to find the perfect rock and so i i've picked up rocks here and there and then finally this week when i was walking across campus Uh i found the holy grail of of rocks, and so this is oh, right really you can't see it viewers, but this is my holy grail of rocks right here. Oh, and well,
1: so I- all right, let's describe this to the listeners. It is a uh, if I had to guess, it, it may be like uh, five four or five inches tall.
0: It's probably four inches tall where yeah.
1: I come from, Bob. Yeah. That's eight inches,
0: yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: so that uh, and and maybe like two inches
0: yeah. deep two inches deep, two inches wide. Uh yeah, And it's got a little flat bottom kind of, so it would stand up and around the top. And so what I have to do is I have to, I have some molding compound where Uh I press this in the molding compound to form, create the mold. And then I have a clear acrylic that you basically, you mix the compound uh, and you pour it into the mold and it will harden into clear plastic. Okay, And so I have the little Lego figure that I will embed in the clear <laughs> plastic. And then when it dries uh-huh. and hardens, it will be a clear uh, plastic paperweight the size of that rock, size and shape of that rock with cap embedded uh, in it. And oh, that's, that's going to be my cap in the ice paperweight.
1: That's fun. Yeah, totally fun. Um, I recall somebody posted in the Facebook group and I, I don't remember... I don't remember exactly who I, something tells me maybe it was Heath, Heath, um, you know, from our, our moderator, one of our moderators, um, maybe it was Grant. I, I, I don't know, but somebody had posted an action figure, a Captain America action figure right? that somebody put yeah. into like a plastic thing filled it with water yeah. put it in an, uh, and in the freezer and right. and yeah. there's here's this captain america frozen in ice like literally yeah. a captain america action figure frozen in ice yeah i was like oh it's brilliant and it fun is.
0: think of how yeah. great i mean that would wouldn't that be a great a great like statue for your you know your display if you had uh, you know like a hasbro sized action figure embedded in a chunk of ice kind of lit from the bottom right mm-hmm. i think that would be an amazing uh amazing um collectible but
1: that would be fun that would be would. fun yeah yeah well good luck with that and right. when you when you finish that you mm-hmm. ab- absolutely have to post pictures and oh facebook i will group. yeah yeah so speaking of the facebook group um we we posted um a- episode 133 which was our nightcap issue with uh Capman, and yeah, uh, you know the, the Jason Olson, mm-hmm. who who uh, is you know writer of the the Mark Grunewald book, uh, and was in recently in uh, episode one thirty four. Um, he actually replied to Catman's post or, or our post which, which had Catman. Yeah, and he said, you know, he he listened to the episode and he thought it was great, and then he said. Um, you and Rick and Bob were a wonderful soundtrack for me as I cleaned my backyard today, and I was thinking, hmm. how do people <laughs> listen to us, <laughs> right? Because I know, right. I know, for me, yeah. I know for me, when when I listen to podcasts, it's typically on my drive to yeah. and from work, yeah. um, or I'm at I'm at the gym uh-huh. and I'm working out, yeah, uh, or Quite frankly, yeah. If I'm doing something in the yard, if I'm doing yard work, if I'm mowing, uh, recently this week, I had my pressure washer out and I was pressure washing the patio and the back deck. I had, I I was listening to podcasts. Mm -hmm. I wasn't listening to our podcast because I'm not narcissistic, but you know, but, (laughs) but, but anyway, I'm curious about
0: like, how do you, do you listen to podcasts? And if so, when and how? I, I really don't. I don't listen to podcasts rick uh you only create them well you know it's because um you know i do have a somewhat long commute but um, my car is a 2009 nissan ultima and uh there's only one of those auxiliary jack buttons you know plugs where uh-huh. you can plug in your tape player um and so my wife you know when we go on a trip over to see the in-laws or something over on the other side other coast um, we listen to podcasts because she just like Bluetooths them from her phone over mm-hmm. to the Equinox, and you know it works great. But I'm in my car, not 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 doesn't work that way. So I could like hold the phone up, I guess, and listen to them, or wear headphones, which I'm not going to do when I drive. So I generally listen to NPR uh, when I'm, I'm
1: ah connected. okay or Bob you know, FM. So here's one of the things that I suggest, Bob. Um, um, you know there are little portable Bluetooth speakers that you can buy real cheap of those right take one of those and put Mm -hmm. them in your car
0: and and i I,
1: prior to me hooking up my jack into my car um that's what i did i would take the bluetooth speaker and i would put it in the car and i would play my podcast through that so that i could listen to through that as opposed to you know through the my phone like you said up to close to your ear or whatever yeah but if you just have a bluetooth speaker that's loud enough that you can hear it in your car.
0: It could be. I can. I have a little, uh, a little Boba Fett one. It was a bitty, a bit itty bitty or whatever it is. I bought from my. I could use that. And in fact, I could. It has a little loop. I could just hang that around my ear like a Christmas ornament. You know, because I'm a little hard of hearing. So what's I that? Have to be, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea, though. Maybe I'll try that. There are Uh, a couple podcasts that I do like that I used to listen to as I walked about the neighborhood, but I gave up walking. Yeah. Who needs to do that? I don't, you know.
1: I'm not going anywhere. I just think back where I started. (laughs) Uh, All right. So, uh, listen, uh, listeners, we typically reveal who are next guest is going to be the the episode before mm. we're two episodes away before our next guest yeah. but you know what if you stick around to the very end of this episode we're going to let you know who it is
0: <laughs> you are the gift that keeps giving bob yeah
1: why are you laughing
0: I I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Why is this nervous? I guess. I don't know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, the guest is going to be, Bob.
0: Yeah, I know. But I'm still excited.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, Mm -hmm. Good for you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So stick around to the very end and we'll let you know who that guest is going to be.
0: All right.
1: So, uh, Bob, should we get to the issue that we're covering today?
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, we should. All right.
1: So, as we mentioned before, is Captain America 259. This had a release date of April 7th, 1981. So, it was in the stands, on your rack, in the comic book shops, a- April of 1981. It had a cover date of July 1981. The cover is done by Mike Zeck, and somebody i've never heard of before bob irv
0: wantanabi oh yes yeah i've heard the name really yeah wantanabi yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) not the actor but i've i've seen wantanabi uh, credited before on different books i can't go the top of my head but i i do recall
1: Oh, excellent! All right. Uh, it was written by, and I mentioned this before. The plot was by Jim Shooter, and the script by David Michelini, penciler Mike Zek. Inker is credited to Quick Draw Studios. Now, Quick Draw Studios was uh, an inker by the name of Frank McLaughlin, and then he had some some help, essentially. So he had some other people. Uh, colorist Roger Slifer not a name i've heard before letterer jim novak and then the editor jim salicrop uh i don't have a solicitation for this one bob Courageous. i know oh you know what's interesting about this issue though bob and i think you even mentioned this before about the movie poltergeist
0: you're right. right yeah yeah
1: so go ahead and, and tell the listeners what's really cool about this particular issue.
0: Well, there's a there's a scene in poltergeist, and you know, it's funny, I can't remember the young boy's name, but I do remember Carol was was the young girl in Poltergeist. No, was, it was Caroline, wasn't Caroline, it? Caroline, Caroline, you're right. Caroline, don't go into the light. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, she had a she had an older brother, and uh, he was in a particular scene, he was reading an issue of of Captain America, and it was this issue.
1: Yeah, because Poltergeist came out the following year, 1982. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's kind of cool, right? That is cool. So
0: speaking of the cover, Bob, tell the listeners about the cover. All right, Rick. Well, it, it looks like we are inside of a garage of some sort. We can figure that out because in the background there are some of those doors, you know, with all the the rows of windows that are the kind that you know, either roll up or open open wide to allow vehicles in. You can't really tell, but we're we're inside some facility, and uh, in the foreground we see from the back we see Doc Ock himself from the waist up. So. The The camera view is, is very close to Doc Ock. And, mm-hmm. and we see he's got, uh, interestingly, you know, he's got those white goggles, white glasses that he wears, which are weird because they're almost like gargoyle glasses. Strange. Mm. Anyway, different guy. Anyway, he's, he's got, you know, obviously Doc Ock has four arms and he's got two of them clamped on the cap shield. He
1: actually has six.
0: He has six? I thought he had four.
1: He has four mechanical arms.
0: you are are a man of precision okay so yes he's got four mechanical arms and two biological arms and and so two of the mechanical arms are holding cap shield above doc ock's own head and in the background we see cap and he has a bit of a shocked expression on his face as if he he's just been surprised and he is grappling with two of the other of doc Ock's mechanical arms so we don't know what's going on here but there is some sort of conflict and it appears to be that it has taken the good captain by surprise so you say
1: cap is grappling with those arms which means he is he's fighting them, right? He he actually has the arms in his his
0: yeah he's holding his, on to those his arms
1: fists, right? Like he's yeah yeah he's he's holding those arms because the arms are attacking him, but he's grabbing the arms and stopping the arms from from attacking him. Yeah, he he's got his back up against a, a wooden a wooden pier. Um, and by the way, fifty cents, Bob. Fifty cents gets 50, you this comic. Cent. Back in 1981. So they still have the John Byrne um, corner box logo left over from the John Byrne and Roger Stern run. Now, here's something interesting. And by the way, you didn't mention it, but we do get to see Doc Ock, not just his arms. We see Doc Ock himself, right? You mentioned his white glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But we get to see his upper torso and his body. Then it says it had to happen cap battles.gov now when you hear the phrase it had to happen Mm. it sounds like it's never happened before it does sound that way right yeah if you say something it had to happen like that means it had to finally happen right it was an eventual kind of happen right okay yeah Yeah. so so yeah as far as i know cap and doc haven't fought before that's what they're telling us right now here's an interesting fact bob Okay. There was a previous cover to this that never got published, <gasps> and I uh, it is if you saw it. It's actually really cool. So if you go ahead and Google Captain America 259 unpublished cover, you will see a, a an uncolored black and white version of of uh of of this cover with the with the trade dress and the logo and the corner box and everything, they actually looks like they were close to going to press. It was penciled, it was inked, it just hadn't gotten colored yet. Jim Shooter shot it down. He didn't like it, and why? Because in this original version that Mike Zeck did, it is cap up against the wall, and rather than grappling. With the him holding Doc Ock's arms in his hands, Doc Ock's arms are pinning him back, and you see all four arms holding Captain America back. So you have one holding his left wrist, one holding his right wrist, wrist one. Wrapped around his right, uh his left leg. Another one holding back his right leg. So he is very vulnerable in this p- particular ish issue. And you don't see Doc Ock. You just see his forearms. Yeah. Right. There's, there's no Doc Ock in this. And Jim Shooter said, "I don't like the cover. It, yeah. it shows Cap in a very vulnerable situation. And, and I, and he challenged Zach to." to do a new cover, which is the one you described.
0: Yeah, that's, I like this. Uh, I, I got to tell you, I like this cover. Shooter's criticism is notwithstanding. And, and I see that it was used for issue 103 of Back Issue Magazine uh, on the cover. Yes, um, yeah. That's a cool cover. It's very dynamic, I think. You know, it a captures a moment of time. And of course, Cap might have been taken by surprise. I don't think can't, we have to read too much into it, but I think it's a really cool cover. Would have been.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. There was a point where, you know, I never owned a a, a, a Zec Captain America cover, and I was like, "Well, do I pull the trigger on this? It's pretty expensive, but it's not nearly as expensive as a published cover." Uh, and I I consider buying it because uh, it was for sale, wow. um, but and somebody else ended up buying it instead, which was fine because, um, as cool as a cover it is, it is unpublished. And so, although to your point, it, it was published in a magazine.
0: Yeah, right. It was yeah, used, but yeah. yeah
1: so it, technically, it was published.
0: Huh. well, very cool. All
1: right, so we open up the issue and we get to the opening page. Uh, Bob, you know what? Do you want to read the the uh the caption that comes before where it says Stanley presents? Do you want to read the little inscription that uh, describes what Captain America comics are all about in case someone's never read these before? In
0: case they're completely unfamiliar with the character, I would absolutely love to do that. Be the one that introduces them. In fact, you might say, take their Cap virginity. Yes. Whoa. 1940. As the world teetered on the brink of global war, frail Steve Rogers entered a secret laboratory and was transformed into the American super soldier. For four thrilling years, he battled the access powers until a freak stroke of fate threw him into suspended animation. When he awoke, he was a man decades out of time. Since that fateful day, Steve Rogers has sought his destiny in this brave new world.
1: Very nice. So Stan Lee presents Captain America, and, and it then goes through the, uh, the credits. And so we see a uh, Captain America, Steve Rogers, I said, I, I, I guess we see a Steve Rogers, right? Because he's not in uniform. Yeah. And he's laying in bed and he's sleeping. And uh, you see shadows of his windowsill on his person, on his bed, as he's laying there asleep. His name is Steve Rogers by day he treads a precarious balance between two lives that of a struggling commercial artist and that of a star-spangled avenger known as captain america unfortunately his nights are often spent the same way and even when he does find a fleeting moment's sleep the slumber is shallow for the battle-honed senses coiled just beneath the surface of his consciousness are ready to spring at the slightest disturbance, such as a sudden chill or a swiftly passing shadow, which we do see a shadow on his body, or... And then Caps sits up, and he looks all surprised. What? Oh, must have been a dream. But for a moment, I could almost swear that someone had stepped on my grave. And then we see the title to this particular issue, Bob. Rite, Rite of passage.
0: So we cut to the next page. Hold on. I want to ask you a question here, Rick. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Steve, he's he sleep shirtless. Are you mm-hmm. a sleep shirtless sort of guy? Or I am
1: not, away? Bob. No, I,
0: I'm not either. I,
1: I am a t-shirt and yeah. I have some uh, very light, like, sweatshorts. shorts. Yeah, all right you know yeah. that yeah. i wear that are yeah. very um right. let's just say easy
0: access <laughs> in case you have to get up and pee yeah i know i got that it happens when you get older i know right. yeah. Uh, yeah okay no i wondered i mean some some guys like to sleep shirtless uh, yeah do I, you I, uh, I don't no i i, I I find it uncomfortable to sleep shirtless. I I gotta have you know I gotta have my sleeping t-shirt. So yeah. Do you have uh, the
1: same sleeping shirt
0: t-shirt every night? No, no. I you know whatever I have you know a dozen different t-shirts and I just Mm -hmm. cycle through them and you know usually they have holes in the armpits. I don't know why that happens. Somebody hasn't explained that properly (laughs) to me why one gets holes in the armpits of of t-shirts, but it happens. So I mean I was just curious. You You should try deodorant, Bob. I think if I if I had a if I had a if I had a physique like Steve Rogers, I might you know might might sleep shirtless i don't know but uh, uh maybe not you know and, and
1: just then, curious then and then you're clothesless from the waist down because you didn't mention anything i
0: oh no i don't wear anything from the waist down yeah, it's just oh, a T-shirt. yeah
1: talk about easy access
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh watch it cat okay
1: yeah. <laughs> so the next page uh cap sits up and he says Ah, uh, well, whatever it was, I'm awake now. And since it's almost six o'clock, I might as well burn a couple of eggs, get my fighting gear on, and put a change of clothes into my portfolio. I've just enough time for a quick workout at Vendor's Mansion before I have to turn that display art into the agency. And of course, Zach demonstrates, you know, Cap cooking and Cap putting his stuff into his his case and then, this is cool, right? Middle of the page. Nice nice little large panel. I like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see Cap jumping out into the city uh, from a, the night. I don't know. What do you call that?
0: That skylight thing?
1: Yeah, skylight. Sure, yeah. we'll call it that. Yeah. yeah. 6.30 a.m., The sun is a three-quarter circle of the eastern horizon as Captain America bounds into the dawnlit sky over Brooklyn Heights. Smiling as he feels the morning wind brush his face as he notes the smooth ripple of muscles beneath his chainmail shirt, for these sensations mean one thing to him. Freedom is a concept he adores, an emotion he savors, a reality he protects. And it is a satisfaction so consuming that he fails to notice a sinisterly skulking figure watching his every move. And so we get to see cap doing acrobatics going through the city, right? He's, he's jumping around. He's he's jumping onto, uh, you know, a, a fire escape. He's got a shield in one hand and he's hopping off of a water tower. Right.
0: Um, but, yeah. but Bob, what is there? What is that? We see, it's it's as if somebody is uh they they they've opened like a, a, a one of those rooftop door thingies you know uh, oh a
1: door thingy
0: yeah it's a door thingy yeah, that's uh, a
1: scientific term
0: yeah well you know it came from, I, I was an architect for four years so mm. it's a door thingy and, uh, and so it's, was
1: uh, George Costanza
0: <laughs> right. so uh, and he's 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 peeking out and observing uh, Cap moving across the the skyline.
1: Yeah, and then and then that cre- that creepy skulking person thinks to himself, "There, at last! I knew I'd find him if I looked long enough." And Cap fails to notice that is until, eh, a sound from the rooftop behind me, like metal scraping metal could be nothing but i've known too many good men who died for ignoring such nothings i better check it out and then he does like a a reverse flip right He like he's he's bounding one way and then he decides to circle back however no one here and there aren't any fire escapes no way for someone to get off the roof in a hurry i i guess that sound could have been my imagination but I still can't shake the feeling of being watched. And then the last two panels, we do see a shadow kind of like underneath the scenes, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Shadowed, uh, shadowed figures peering at him.
1: But of course, if you saw the cover, you know who it is.
0: Yeah, we know. All right. There's no surprise. It's it's Dr. Hyde.
1: Dr. What?
0: Hyde. I mean, Mr. Hyde.
1: Is he hiding and seeking? What the hell, Bob? That's (laughs) Doc Ock. I know. I know. I'm just having a little fun, Rick. You're not
0: having fun. You're totally goofed up there. I'm trying to throw you off the trail, man.
1: You messed up. Just a minute.
0: I'm not messing up, man. Why are you giving me the finger? I don't want to give the spoiler away again, man. It could be anybody.
1: Uh Uh-huh. We saw the cover, Bob. It's Doc Uh, Ock.
0: All right. Fine.
1: right. And the whole metal against metal What do you think that was, Bob?
0: I don't know. You know, it could be anything. It's a city. Uh Uh-huh. Could be a rusty air conditioning unit.
1: You never know. Right. So uh, Cap then leaps over to the next building, and he thinks to himself, so if someone is tailing Captain America, maybe it's time for the good captain to drop out of sight. Moments later, the skulking figure follows only to find nothing. I've lost him. But he was heading north when I disappeared, and I have a good notion as to where he was going. With singular determination, the mysterious stalker boards the next uptown train, paying little heed to a tall man with an R-portfolio who rides in the same car, and who, unbeknownst to either of them, is bound for the same destination, Avengers Mansion. Midtown Manhattan headquarters of the Earth's Mightiest Heroes. An opposing structure where some time later, after a coded identity card, has assured clearance through one of the world's most sophisticated security systems that looks like an ATM.
0: It still uses a coded security card.
1: Right. It looks like an ATM, right, Bob? It does. It
0: does look like an ATM.
1: Captain America is greeted by the Avengers' loyal and seemingly never-sleeping butler. Morning, Jarvis. I just thought I'd grab a quick workout before the others rise. Certainly, sir. The gymnasium facilities are at your disposal, as always. Though, if you'll forgive my curiosity, Master Cap, I've often wondered. Why you don't reside here at the mansion? I'm certain that Anthony Stark, the Avengers benefactor, would provide a generous stipend in lieu of outside employment. And that way, you'd be free to utilize the Imagine's training apparatus at your leisure. And then, it's a really cool panel, right? Because we see Cap working out on the various, uh, you know, mostly gymnastic type of, right? There's the the horse that he's going mm-hmm. over and then he's got the the uh the hanging
0: the inverted sit-ups yeah
1: right now all yeah. those and um and so cap's working out but he he replies perhaps Jarvis, but before i became captain america i was a f- civilian and i suppose there's still a part of me that wants to enjoy the liberties i fight for in that same way just as any other man Yes, sir. I quite understand. And shortly after the intense exercise program has been completed, you know how you know it's intense, Bob?
0: He's sweating.
1: He is. Yeah. He's and he's mopping he's, his
0: brow. Yeah. He's
1: got a little towel. He's wiping up that perspiration. Pardon me, sir, but this letter just arrived for you this morning post. It's from a Mr. Colson. Colson? Ray Colson? I haven't heard that name since the war. I'd almost forgotten it. But this is the same man, and he says he needs my help. After all these years. The cleanup shower is warm, the water soothing, relaxes Steve Rogers in both body and mind, and sends his thoughts drifting, sifting, through memories recently revived, flowing back to the battlefields of World War II, shortly before Freak, Circumstances had trapped him in suspended animation for nearly two decades. An enemy machine gun nest had been battering Allied troops, pinning them across a deep mountain chasm, and their only hope had been an airstrike promised by Allied headquarters. But then a courier, a courier named Ray Colson, had arrived with word that air support had been indefinitely postponed. It was then that Captain America had borrowed the courier's motorbike with young Corporal Coulson's eager and patriotic permission. And by utilizing a naturally formed base rock ramp to jump the chasm, he had created his own air support. And that's pretty cool, right? He he takes the courier's motorcycle and then he uses that to go across the chasm to get to the area that had been firing on his platoon.
0: Indeed, indeed. And that's a great final panel there, right, where he's slugging it out with a couple krauts.
1: Uh, is that your favorite panel, Bob? Um,
0: I'm not going to say, Ray.
1: As a result, countless American lives have been saved and at least one Allied victory had been assured. Ray Colson was there when our boys needed him. And if he needs me now, the least I can do is the most I can do. Oh, Bob. I really wish that was your motto.
0: I know. That seems like that should be on the next challenge coin.
1: Mm. Because I know, know, Bob, your motto has always been, the least I can do is, well, the least I can do.
0: (laughs) No, it's (laughs) the least I can do is pretty much all I want to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. well, Well, yeah, we know that. Okay. So then Jarvis sees. Steve Rogers, who is in his civilian clothes, and he's leaving with his art portfolio. Uh, and, and what is Jarvis doing at this point, Bob?
0: Uh, he, he appears to be dusting the table, perhaps with some lemon pledge.
1: <laughs> he does, doesn't he? Leaving Mustacup for the moment, Jarvis, but I'll be back to drop off my portfolio after I deliver this artwork. And then Captain America has a debt to pay an hour later after the aforementioned return to adventure's mansion and a short trip downtown this is the address ray gave me in his letter i might have known he'd be still involved with motorcycles and it's like a it's like a you know mechanic's garage yeah yeah and there's a there's an older gentleman uh in a flannel shirt and jeans and he's uh, working on a motorcycle. Mr. Colson? John, is that you, son? I was hoping that... Oh, my. It's you. Captain America. And he comes up and he shakes his hand. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I, you actually came to see me. The pleasure's mine, Ray. Want to talk? The former soldiers adjourn to the cycle shop office. Where a cold beer is offered, declined, and explanation begins. That's interesting that, uh, you know, they made a point that Steve turned down a cold beer. Why do you think that is?
0: Uh, it's working hours? He's in uniform.
1: <laughs>
0: Does that stop you, Bob?
1: <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> no, it hasn't. It hasn't.
1: That's right, Captain. It's my son, John. A few weeks back, he, he took all the money from the cash register and ran off with some biker gang called the Huns. But why didn't you call the police? Because the money isn't important. It, it's John that matters. You see, he, he had a rough time growing up. What with his mom dying early on. And I'm afraid I've Never been too good at showing affection. So while I tried to do the right by him, I guess we were never as close as we should have been. Here's his picture. He's a great, great looking kid, isn't he? He's a fine boy, Ray. I assume you want him, want me to bring him back? No, Captain. I, I can't control John's life. Never could. I just want you to find him and, well, Just tell him I'm sorry. All right, Ray. I'll try. Somber thoughts follow Captain America as he leaves the cycle shop. Deadly thoughts greet him as he emerges. I've always considered waiting to be curse of lesser men. But this time, I must have patience. I must wait until the ideal moment arrives to strike. Who could that be? I don't know, Bob. I, it's so hard to tell. Captain America's quest is not a difficult one. The Huns are not known for their low profile. A phone call to a friend in the police department gives his search direction. And scattered bits of information along the way give it detail. Where, Where, where did he get that scattered bits
0: of information, Bob? Well, I mean, the panels show he's on the phone with the police, and then he's at the local tap house talking to the barkeep, and then it looks like he's—I uh, don't know—is he talking to a bus driver or a taxi driver? Uh, he seems to be peering from the from the back of the uh, of, of where the passengers are and talking to the driver. So uh, it, you know, he's he's uh, he's pulling bits of information from the grapevine, mm. so they say,
1: working the rounds, working the rounds. Until at last, the trail leads to a converted barn near Sour Tees, New York. A ramshackle building whose physical decay. Ramshackle? Bob, do you know that word? Ramshackle? Yeah,
0: ramshackle. Broken down. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. There mm-hmm. you go. Yep.
1: Comic, comic fans learning new words all the time. A ramshackle building whose physical decay is echoed by the symbols of moral decay that adjourn its internal walls, swastikas and crosses that chill the Avenger's soul even more than the flippant words that welcome him. What are we looking at here, Bob?
0: We are looking at a bunch of uh, ne'er-do-wells and ruffians, Rick. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's what, uh, six of them, maybe seven, right? There's uh, who appears to be the leader. Some long-haired hippie dude with his vest open, exposing his bare chest. And he's reclining on a couch. And we see a couple other uh, gang leaders. And uh, there's a couple a couple women there, um, including a very large, bald one. Um, and so it looks like a cross between what might be a, a gang of some sort and um, you know hippies of some sort. I don't know. I don't know what we've got here. But the motorcycles out front suggest that that might be a motorcycle gang.
1: Talk about sleeping with their shirt off. These guys walk around in the daytime with their shirts off, Bob.
0: Yeah, or wearing vests, which is an odd fashion choice. You yeah. know. Well, it was 1981, Bob. It was. I.
1: Yeah. Some some people hold on to the 70s as long <laughs> as they can.
0: I guess so, yeah. yeah. Didn't have this option in eighth grade, so.
1: Well, what do we got here? A walking flag? Nah. Man, that's Cappy America. Sorry, dude. The Huns don't get no openings for new members right now. I didn't come to join your club, mister. I came to talk to one of your men that one john colson and he points to him what me sorry flag man your costume don't mean spit here and no one talks to a hun unless that hun wants to be talked to so maybe you better split man for we have to clip them cute little wings of yours hey so dad why don't we put this big bad avenger to a test Make him prove he's worthy of talking to a hunt. Good idea, Turk. How's about a hero? Are you man enough? And wow, wow, Soul Dad's eyes kind of
0: light up. Yeah, and apparently he's got a little Charles Manson thing going yeah, there. He does have a very uh, an eerie resemblance to the Chuck. Uh, and Turk apparently is not a woman. Mm. I, I mischaracterized. Uh,
1: man enough that I don't have to prove it but if that's what it takes what do you say john and i like the expression on cap's face here mm-hmm. right he's being challenged his manhood is being challenged and he just looks disappointed
0: yeah right right he's like right. yeah
1: <sighs> Do we really have to do this guys <laughs> like uh, that? Right. that right. That's kind of look he's got on his face. Yeah. So John replies. I, uh, okay, sure. Why not? You passed a test. I'll listen. And soon, what are we
0: seeing here? This is crazy. It's like a half page splash. Right. And, uh-huh. uh, and it's got cap, uh, standing in the middle of this garage and, uh, He's got he's got ropes tied around his wrists, one on each wrist, and uh, the ends of each rope are tied to the back of a motorcycle that is pointing in the opposite direction. So, goodness, that seems like it could be painful. Yeah.
1: Now, Cap does have a like you said, around his wrist, but he's also gripping the rope.
0: Yes, he is gripping it. Yes.
1: So, this is your idea of a test, huh? That's right, fancy pants. If you could take this full-out pull from a pair of chopped Harleys, you're man enough to talk to a hun. Okay, Turk, Reaper, rip him up. And rip him apart. And again, he's got those maniacal eyes, right? Modified engines roar. Sawdust spits from spinning wheels, and Captain America stands steadfastly, barely straining to withstand pressures that would tear the limbs from a normal man. But it is then that an unexpected player enters the game. As with a muffled crash, one wall of the barn shatters inward, giving entrance to a man who had recently been a stalking shadow, and who is now stands revealed as Dr. Octopus. And there it is, Bob. Who knew? This Who whole guessed? time that skulky shadow was Dr. Octopus. Who would have guessed? Well, if you saw the cover. Shh. You probably would have given it away, Bob. Shh. Indeed, Inventor, I've been looking for you ever since the media began reporting your frequent appearances around Brooklyn Heights. And once I found you, I followed you, waiting for the right opportunity. This opportunity, Captain. And he grabs his shield. I've heard that your shield is comprised of an alloy even stronger than antimanium. And since I've had problems with the durability of my cyberna- cybernetic
0: arms of late. What was that, Bob? That uh, I think was featured in a spectacular Spider Man annual number one, as well as in Daredevil 165,
1: Rick. So he grabs Cap's shield as he's, you know, tied between those two motorcycles, and he, he appears to be running off with it. Studying the composition of this much-vaunted disc could help me improve my already formidable extensions. Do forgive me if I forget to return it when I'm through. No. No one takes my shield. No one. Ever. And he takes the, the ropes, and he pulls them back. And basically snaps (laughs) the motorcycles from going any further.
0: Not only that, Rick, but I don't know if you noticed, but he actually tore the back end off the motorcycle.
1: Yeah, indeed. You're insane, Octopus. Criminally insane. And I'm going to stop you. Now. And he takes... The one end of the broken rope, which was tied to the back of a motorcycle, which still has, you know, that back on, which creates kind of like an anchor. And he takes that rope and he throws it and he ties it around Dr. Octopus's legs. Eh, ropes binding my legs. Really, Avenger? After all the times I fought Spider-Man to a standstill, do you honestly think mere hempen strands can hold me? And sure enough, his octopus arms snap those ropes. No, but I can, especially since those mere hempen strands slowed you up long enough for me to catch you. And he he, he jumps up at him and he hits his torso and the momentum takes him through the barn wall. You're strong, Captain, and much more persistent than I anticipated but I am Dr. Octopus, and I shall brook no further interference from... And he, you know, uses his his long legs to get away from Cap, and he's holding his shield in his hand, Eh, holding onto one of my arms, still following. Very well, Captain. I didn't want to fight you. I only wanted your shield. And he takes one arm and he pushes him up against that that post that we talked about on the cover, right? But now you shall pay for your stubborn perseverance with your life. And he takes the shield in the other arm. So one arm is wrapping him around a pole. And then the other arm has a shield and uses a shield to try to like decapitate Cap. But Cap bends at the right time. Bad move, Octopus. Octopus. You should never let me get close enough to my shield to grab it. Now you're going to find out just how hard that shield is. And he takes the shield away from Dr. Octopus and he throws it firsthand. What a panel, Bob.
0: The that panel cool. comes yeah.
1: and just n- nails Doc Ock back. And what's it say, Bob? What's to say, Bob? Uh, kavok. And what does Doc Ock say? (laughs) I know these chains aren't strong enough to hold Doc Ock once he comes around. But hopefully they'll serve long enough for me to finish what I came here to do. And he does. He wraps the chains around Doc Ock's uh, arms and he hoists them up. Now, Bob, that's a pretty cool page, wouldn't you say? That is a cool page. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe be pretty cool to own it, wouldn't it? It might be. Yeah, and that was the second published page I ever bought. Really? Hmm. I have it right here.
0: Well, what do you know?
1: Yeah, very
0: cool. Isn't that cool? That is cool.
1: Yeah, I, I, I really wanted that page because that whole knocking out of Doc Ock, that is spectacular.
0: Indeed, indeed.
1: That used to be a, a page I had framed up on my wall, on my my Mike Zek wall. Hmm. Um, but now I'm actually offering it for sale. Wow, yeah, I'm one of those people. Yeah, here's the thing, I I only have so much wall space, mm-hmm. and I'm one of those very few, unfortunately, uh, believers that think original art. Because, you know, original art's cool, right? Because you're the only one who owns that. Like, if you were to say, I have Captain America
0: 259,
1: Mm -hmm. well, great. So thousands of other people have that issue. But only one person can have that page
0: because
1: it's a unique item. So that was one of the cool things about original art. And that's why it's expensive. But my belief when it comes to original art is art is... It's it's made to be seen, not to be hidden away. So while my comics might be sitting in a in a box or in a shelf or something like that, that I can go to and go through them and look them up and go, oh, I'll pull this one out. Great. To me, art shouldn't be the same thing. Art shouldn't sit in a portfolio uh, that's hidden away for me to occasionally look at art should always be there out there for me to appreciate and so my walls in my 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 captain america man cave my basement my finished basement i have you know all these different things that are framed and for me to appreciate or or some of them are not framed but whatever that they're out for me to see and appreciate when i get to the point where i run out of space and i have more art that I can display for me to see, then it's time for me to to sell it or trade it or whatever. And so I'm at the point now where I've gotten uh some really cool Mike Zek cap pages that, you know, maybe, maybe they're splash pages, you know, or maybe they're covers or whatever. Um that uh, you know, I'm I'm it's time for me to move this on to somebody else to be the next curator of this art yeah you know who would yeah. appreciate it and yeah. who can you know put it on their wall and look at it and, and appreciate it sure so that's where i'm at all right well,
0: good I, you, I, i've had this
1: page for several years yeah and it's time to to move on but it is a very cool page i mean it the fact cool that yeah. you know cap is grabbing his shield in a in a way that no, no no more you would never you know we never see him in this second panel we never see him grab his shield in that in that way it's
0: like, like a di- it's like a discus throw
1: yeah exactly yeah right
0: right yeah not normally how he slings it
1: so that's a unique panel by itself and but the middle panel is the money shot right that right. that's that's seeing doc ock a villain it's not just what any is that, hench-
0: what does that, that phrase mean i've heard that money shot yeah
1: oh okay you should probably google that
0: <laughs> okay I'm I'm not really up on finances, so that's why.
1: (laughs) But to see in this big, large panel in the middle of the page, uh, Doc Ock, a a foe that he rarely goes up against, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and and taking the shield and knocking him out. And then in the other, you know, then you see him being chained up, you know? Yeah. Uh, And essentially... Every single panel either has Cap or his shield in it. Uh so it's a it was an amazing page, and I'm I'm I was so excited to have it. And I still I still love it. Um, but you know, there's only so much space.
0: Maybe you need a bigger so, house.
1: I do need a bigger house. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I do. Problem solved. Yeah, exactly. All right, so we cut to the next page, and it is uh, you know, Cap pulling on the chain, which is taking Doc Ock up until uh, in the air. and he he kind of is waking up from being concussed by the shield. What? What? He dares trust me up like some slaughtered side of beef? You there, cyclist? I'll pay you a thousand dollars apiece to hold that costume, cretin, while I take his shield. And then you may watch as I and then the leader of the Huns says, sorry, freak. Captain America's proved himself in the Huns book. He's OK. So why don't you just look for your errand boys somewhere else? Blast you and blast you, Avenger. You've won. I, I don't think he said blast you. <laughs> Comics Code
0: Authority, darn you!
1: <laughs> I saw. I, I had a friend today post a meme on Facebook, and it said uh, said something like, uh, "Hey, autocorrect, I didn't mean duck. I never mean duck. <laughs> I, it never means duck." <laughs>
0: I get that. For me, uh, it would.
1: Yeah, well, it's true.
0: I have I have a duck Uh, t- uh reminded me. I I'm going to digress here. I made a post day on Facebook. There mm-hmm. was an old Far Side cartoon about um, the fear of a duck someplace somehow watching you. And there's a guy sitting at his desk, and then a uh-huh. skyscraper across like the way. There was one lone duck in the window, like way up and it was watching this guy at his desk right and so it was it was the name of this phobia i I can't remember the name of the phobia but it was the fear of a duck somehow watching you and right next to this cartoon i posted a picture i was sitting at my desk here at my home office and i took a picture there's a window behind my computer and outside there was a duck sitting on my front lawn just watching (laughs) That's classic yeah i know just looking at me i'm like all right i know because they come here and they want me to come out and feed them so he just stands there and stares at me through the window to like run drop down some bird seed um yeah you know, that does mean duck for me i
1: guess so i mean that was a great story bob yeah. thanks right. for sharing
0: well i wanted you to have time to to eat your snacks so
1: yeah you know I mean, most of our listeners didn't give a duck, but whatever. (laughs) All
0: right. And blast you, Avenger.
1: You've won for now. But our path shall cross again at at a time when I've both the desire and the resources to take more than your shield. And when that time comes, Captain. And he uses his his, uh, arms to break open the ceiling. Beware. And then he he escapes. And I I could be wrong, but I think the next time that Captain and Doc Ock meet each other is in Secret Wars in the Beyonder World.
0: Right. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting.
1: Which is also drawn by Mike Zek. Yeah. And also written by Jim Sugar. So what now, flag man? You're going after him? No need. Like the man said, we'll meet again. And anyway, I still have a message to deliver. Uh, Okay, hero. I'll keep my end of the bargain. Start talking. Quite simply, John, your father asked me to come here to apologize. He asked me to tell you he's sorry if he wasn't there every time you needed him. If he wasn't able to give all the affection you may have wanted. He said not to worry about the cash register money. That your being happy was really what really counted. That it? And he's standing there with his arms crossed, trying to look all tough and amongst his friends. That's it. You mean, he didn't send you here to drag me back? No, that's your decision. Making up your own mind is part of growing. Big part. I've done what I can, John. I've done what I promised. The rest is up to you. And he walks away. And then here we have an epilogue. And it's 3 a.m. we see, uh, it's a row house in a suburban Queens. A door is opened and gently closed. So gently, the house's single occupant, Ray Coulson, doesn't stir from his exhausted sleep. Doesn't hear the soft footfalls approaching. Doesn't sense a once familiar presence. until. And there's a hand on his shoulder. Huh? What? John Say pop, had you better get up on the bed? If I'm going to work off that money I took, we'll have to open the shop pretty early. And that table doesn't look all too comfortable. John, I don't know what to say. You don't have to you don't have to pop. You already said it. Well, I, I guess I'll sack out now. I'm kind of tired. We'll talk in the morning, okay? Sure, son. Good night and welcome home. And he's got his tear in his eye, Bob. And then after this epilogue is an addendum. Three days later, Avengers Mansion, and we have, who's there, Bob? Beast. Yeah, it's the blue furry beast. Who was part of the Avengers at this time? And he's there uh, talking to, to Cap, who is sitting at uh, a, count, a console. I guess he's probably monitor duty. I don't know. And so Beast is talking to Cap. So then I told him, Marlene, you got to be kidding. Even Avenger has to rest sometime. And then Jarvis walks in and interrupts him. Well, well, what do you think Beast was talking about there? <sighs> Beast is a randy dude. (laughs) He's randy?
0: He's randy. He's randy, Rick. So I I imagine he was talking about, you know, relations of some sort with a woman friend. Is he randy, pal? Is he randy? (laughs) Yeah, baby, yeah! Exactly, yes. Okay.
1: So Jarvis comes in. Pardon me, Master Beast. I'm sorry to interrupt, but... There's a gentleman to see Captain America. He says his name is Jonathan Coulson. John, here. Yes, sir. He's waiting in the foyer. And then, and soon, Steve goes out to see John. And uh, he's got he's got a a black t-shirt on. That's kind of like a. It has a number one on the on the chest, and it's mm-hmm. a blue, red, white, and blue. Right. Right matches cap it does john good to see you your father called to say you were back how's it going well there's still a few rough edges but we're working on it and they shake hands thanks to you we've been talking to each other really talking for the first time in years and it's terrific you've given us a lot captain which reminds me there's something i would like to see it's right out here and opens up the door to go outside. And what's outside, Bob? It's a motorcycle, Rick. Well, what do you think? She's to made from frame to forks. Heavy ammo all the way. The fastest street machine on the East Coast. I built her myself from scratch. For you. Joey, I, I, I am flattered. It's a beautiful bike, but I'm afraid I can't accept rewards, for it's no reward, Cap. You once told me that making my own decisions was part of growing up. Well, so is paying my debts, and that's what I'm doing now. And he shakes his hand and puts the key in his palm. So without further ado, private citizen Jonathan Colson requesting permission to return to duty, sir. And he salutes Cap. Uh... My dad's kind of busy at the shop. Permission granted, son. Good luck to both of you. Was that a good salute, Bob? It was not. Okay. Yeah, because it kind of goes over the head. Yeah. Yeah. And then Cap smiles, and in his palm of his hand was the key. And he says, and thanks. The end, Bob.
0: Yeah. You know another part of growing up, Rick? What's your that? Mem- your memory starts to fade. And you start uh-huh. calling people whose name's John. You start calling him Joey.
1: Yeah, he did do that. Yeah, <laughs> I saw the look on your face.
0: Oh, well. Yeah. Hey, Joey. Second thing to go. Is it?
1: What's the first thing to go, Bob? Oh,
0: it's a family show, right?
1: <laughs> you know, my dad, had, my dad had a such a lousy joke he used to say oh yeah and he and he was in his 50s at the time so probably just a couple years older than you maybe not maybe even your age or younger yeah or my age and younger and he said you know when you get to my age the memory is the second thing to go and then he'd wait and someone would say what's the first thing i don't remember
0: <laughs> it's a good, it's a classic. Mm-hmm. Classic. <laughs> All right, what'd you think, Bob? It's a great it's a it's a fun story, Rick. It's a you know, single issue, fun story. It's got it's got some action, it's got some emotion, you know, it's got some great art. You know, what's not to like about this issue? I would say um the
1: fact that John Beatty didn't ink it.
0: Okay, fair but it was 50 cents (laughs) okay you know i mean that solves all ills bob does it does for you know somebody in eighth grade so wrapping up eighth grade getting ready to move up to the big old high school yeah this was a good story Mm. Do you have a favorite panel do i have a favorite panel I I think I do, Rick. I think it's that I think it's that last page, that picture, that that panel of Cap seeing the motorcycle for the first time. Oh, Basically. that's a good one. Yeah, I, I like love that. that one. You know, I'm mm-hmm. a I'm not a big motorcycle guy. I used to have a Harley Davidson. I had a Harley. Did you really? I had a 1978 Harley Davidson uh, uh, FLH Electra Glide. It was pumpkin orange. Uh, you know, had been repainted, and I eventually um, I eventually gave it to my brother. Uh, who had lost his Harley in a divorce. And so uh, he had it shipped up to him from Arizona uh-huh. up in Vermont and, and he, he still has it. He, he repainted it and, and still has it. So And I have, a, I have a, an old German motorcycle that is in my garage waiting to be restored at some point in the future. And so. that
1: one I know about. Yeah
0: yeah. So um, so I, I love that. I love that panel. I think it's a cool looking uh, sickle. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think, oh, man, be nice to be driving that around. That'd be fun. So I don't know That just, it, it really, it resonates with me. I like that panel a lot. How
1: about you? I, well, first of all, good choice. And I like the personal touch to it as well, but yeah, it's a cool panel. Um, For me, I'm going to go with page five. I'm going to go with the first panel, which is, um, over half page splash, maybe two thirds page splash of cap doing the gymnastics. Yeah. Right. You know me, I'm a sucker for Cap doing acrobats and and, and multiple images of Cap doing that and the same thing. And, you know, here he is doing gymnastics, he's doing weight training, he's doing, you know, holding himself up. Uh, I I don't know. I like the... I like that image
0: yeah and it probably resonates with you too because i mean this this is kind of like your workout right Mm -hmm. I mean, you go to the gym i know you've mentioned that once or twice oh
1: yeah i i lift probably yeah 800 pounds like this this is being displayed here yeah
0: inverted sit-ups and
1: Mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah
0: gymnast horse yeah
1: actually i probably of the four things that are going on here that's probably the only thing i could do is the inverted sit-ups
0: Oh, good. All right. Well, you know what good. I mean?
1: Like, yes, I don't sorry. think I could do any of the others. Uh, yeah. the, the horse or the holding up by, uh, you know, the rings. Yeah, right. that's, that's ridiculous.
0: Yeah. He's just having a conversation, right? He's oh, his yeah. Arms yeah. extended laterally, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> on yeah. His, on the rings, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, he's just chatting Jarvis up. So, yeah. Good for him. <laughs> How about t-shirt worthy, Rick? What do, what do you want to have on a t-shirt? Well, Bob, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have to go with the
1: money shot. Ooh, the money shots! I really am gonna have to go with the money shot. Um, now I'm biased; it's the page I own, but it is page 15, and it is the the third panel. It's the I want to put Doc Ock getting KO'd by Cap Shield on my T-shirt. Mm. I think because you have said before you love having t-shirts with villains on yeah. it yeah <laughs> here's doc Ock yeah. getting knocked out by yeah. cap shield i think that would be cool in a t-shirt
0: that would be cool all right how I about like you it. well you it was tough I, I i originally was gonna go with that that great center panel uh on page six of cap driving the motorcycle because i always love images of cap driving the motorcycle but i decided i was gonna go with that center panel from page two which is, you know, when Cap departs out of that uh, yeah. skylight, mm-hmm. and it's it's an interesting uh, interesting rend- rendering of Cap because um, it's sort of in the foreground of the page. So his shoulder kind of covers the upper right-hand panel, and his shield crosses over into the uh, lower left-hand panel, like mm-hmm. he's he's actually coming off the page. Uh, I think that looked kind of cool uh, just to take that image of Cap and put it on a T-shirt.
1: Yeah, I agree. Just looks happy. Mm-hmm. You know, the only thing I would change about that is have John Beatty ink it. I That's think right. John. Hmm? I thought
0: you were gonna say take the portfolio, art portfolio off his back.
1: No, I mean, yeah, I guess, but, but you know, yeah, but okay. you know that this is where this is the example of where you see, you know, a different inker makes mm-hmm. all the difference. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, what about your your time cap? So what are, well, what are you doing there?
0: I'm hesitant to do this because I, I don't want to steal something from you, Rick. Um, That's all right.
1: You've done it many, many Oh, times. well,
0: then I'm going to jump right in. So it's that number one uh, that we see on John Coulson's t-shirt. And mm-hmm. we saw that, uh, I think it was on pages 19 and 20. But we also saw that number one in the window of Ray Coulson's cycle shop back on uh, page uh, seven. Uh-huh. So I don't know if you know the history of that number one. Tell me, Bob. All right. Well, I'm glad you asked. So, um, you know, that number one is is a Harley Davidson logo, and it was uh-huh. introduced in uh, 1969 following uh, the victory of um, Merck Law at the 1969 AMA, that's uh, American Motorcyclists Association, Grand National Championship, where he clinched the championship at the oklahoma city half mile for the harley davidson team uh-huh. and so that number one was created to celebrate that victory a few years later they added the stars across it and began to feature it in all kinds of apparel for harley davidson but also it was featured on the dashboard of the 1971 fx superglide that was uh, that came out of production in, in uh, 1971 and so you see that logo all the time on t-shirts starting around 1971 so i think that's a that's a you know seeing it on the t-shirts in the, the <sighs> window is just a it's just a great call out to a great american motorcycle harley Davidson. all right
1: motorcycle. all right yeah are you done
0: uh, no which was what tap would have you know would have driven in world war ii and and clearly is what he's what he was given here. i
1: love the uh, fact like you know when you when you do the minimal amount of research on this particular issue. And then then you go off for five minutes about the one thing you did research on.
0: Oh, no, it's not the one thing. Ask me about the Huns. <laughs> 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 the Huns motorcycle game was in fact a real motorcycle game that was founded in uh, Connecticut. So it was dominated one of, you know, not like the Hells Angels or the Banditos. Oh
1: my God, I didn't really mean it.
0: Or the pagans, which were all really West Coast that eventually branched out into Canada and the Eastern United States. But the Huns, we're a motorcycle gang on the East Coast, oh, which God. is likely why it was known by the, uh, you know, the writers of this. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the, uh, the Huns, uh, first uh, first
1: appeared in the uh, Americas in uh, the 1847s at so... the Palestinians in uh... <laughs>
0: All right, cliff. Thank you very much uh, for the facts there. You want to drill down into Soledad, the name Soledad? Why? Perhaps he might have been. No. <laughs> oh okay. my uh, god! Anyway, what's your time capsule, Rick?
1: <gasps> my time capsule. I'm so glad you asked, Bob. Oh, well, uh, I'm going to stick to the uh, the comic actually. When I give you the answer to this, uh, all right. um, you know, I had a couple. I Ooh. had a couple. I had a couple here because I wasn't sure if you were going to take one, and I was, he needed to pivot. Uh, so I'm going to go with page five.
0: Mm, page five.
1: You know where I went with that uh, favorite panel? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where Cap was was yeah. doing the uh, thing. I'm going to go the very next panel. Okay. Where Jarvis shows up with a letter.
0: Oh, okay. Nice.
1: Right. He shows yeah. up with a letter. And he says, I I just got this in. Here's a letter from a pen pal. And uh, yeah, that's going in my time capsule. I think that's kind of just shows, you know, this is all pre-cell phone, pre-email, pre-internet. any Uh, You know, if you wanted to reach somebody, what'd you do? Well, you picked up the phone or you mailed them a letter.
0: Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true.
1: What's your time capsule, Bob?
0: Uh, I was the number one on the T-shirt, Rick. But do I get to go again?
1: Yeah, you have to pick something else.
0: <laughs> well, then I will go with the uh, the uh, the test pattern sequence on the television. Uh, that oh yes, that was, was my backup. That okay. was my backup. Yeah, because you know they they stopped doing those in their nineteen nineties, and uh, because most television stations now transmit twenty four hours a day and and don't put those test pattern cards on anymore in the wee hours.
1: So what are we talking about, listeners? Well, so at during the epilogue, there was uh you know when we see, uh, essentially the dad, right? It, 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 his name um Ray. uh Ray Colson, where he's he's kind of fell asleep at the table, and then his son John walks in at three a.m. Uh, I I failed to mention. There was a TV at the table, and it did have what Bob pointed out as the old test pattern. You remember those? You were at the end. Um, well, first of all, what happened right before, they, before that came on, Bob? Do you remember that?
0: Yeah, the National Anthem, right? The
1: National Anthem. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so the National Anthem would come on, and then, and then it would turn to the test pattern, and we go, do!
0: Yep. And it'd be that way until the programming started again in the morning.
1: Exactly. So, um,
0: yeah, that was
1: my backup in yeah, case uh, all right. in case you you know you, I don't know, I, don't, I forgot I went first this time. I didn't need a backup, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, good job.
0: All right, that was fun.
1: That was fun. Yeah. Thanks for picking out that episode, Bob.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: Now I picked out the next episode. Yes and i picked it out because i I'm th- i i trust that our listeners are very smart and very intuitive and wow. they pick up on things yeah unlike you bob okay All that
0: right. You're going they know
1: long. that the first wednesday of every month uh-huh. what do we do bob um we have a guest exactly everybody yeah. knows that right first wednesday of every month we have a guest yeah. now what do we like to do leading up to that guest? We like to do an issue featuring mm-hmm. that guest, yeah. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think people have picked up on that. Do you think people have picked up on that? I think they did. Uh,
0: probably, probably. Right. At this point. Yeah.
1: So for example, uh, episode 73, we had Al Milgram on. Mm-hmm. Well, on episode 72, we did an Al Milgram issue 260. Yeah. You know? And then you know we had Mark Wade on. Well, mm-hmm. right before that we had Mark Wade's story, uh, the Sentinel uh, Liberty. We had Alana Smith on, editor, mm-hmm. right, 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 right. Before that we had Cap Zero on an yeah. issue that she. So example, 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 right, right, yeah. So I'm going to tell everybody, next episode 138, we are going to be covering. Are you ready for this, Bob? I am
0: ready. I'm on pins and needles. Captain America number one by Taco Bell. Oh, my goodness. Are we going to take a run for the border, Rick?
1: (laughs) Either that or run for the bathroom. I'm not sure.
0: (laughs) Well, that sounds like an exciting and potentially hazardous uh, (laughs) undertaking, but uh, this this is unusual. This is off the beaten path. Yes, there was. So
1: Taco Bell apparently did back in 2009, Bob. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh my goodness, this is 14 years ago. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. Uh, That's older than your son
0: yeah strange fact though a taco bell taco would still be edible today (laughs) (laughs) or at least at least the hot sauce packets that we have 14
1: years ago the hot sauce packets we still probably have
0: it's shelf stable
1: Mm -hmm. yeah so um taco bell captain america number one so
0: do you have this issue i do i do rick i i I bought the issue because uh i went out and i i purchased a page of original art from from uh the penciler for that issue Uh and uh and so i had to have a copy of the of the comic to go with it
1: Uh uh-huh yeah and but but back in 2009 if you were at taco bell you could have gotten this comic as part of your meal
0: right? right yeah that's
1: and right. it was Captain America number one and it, it was, it would actually and here's the thing, they kind of went cheap here, right? They they actually took the variant cover to Captain America 25 mm. you know, volume 5, number 25 the death issue, right? Where right. Ed Brubaker Steve Everton Ed McGinnis did a variant cover for Captain America 25 it was it a was like 50-50 cover, really and so to Taco Bell decided, whatever, Marvel decided that that was going to be the cover to yeah. this, as if it had never been seen before, yeah. which is complete BS, right? Right. So he, the Taco Bell Captain America number one has the the Ed McGinnis cover of Cap running, you know, in the red background. And, uh, there, you know, it's a two-part
0: story. Yeah. It's a fun little story. It's got, it's got, you know, it's got obviously cap in it. It's got Sharon, it's got Nick Fury and it's involves Hydra. So, you know, it's a fun little, little, fun little pickup. If you hadn't heard about it before, uh, then you might want to tune in and and hear a little bit about it because I think it's going to be the next big thing, Rick.
1: (laughs) Okay. Uh, (laughs) Next big thing stuck in your colon. Um, So yeah, there were actually two parts to the story. So, there was uh, On the Road with the Wrecker. This is the first part story. And then there was a second part story, which is Mini Marvels, which by Chris uh, I'm gonna say pronounce his name is, is Giriasso. Mm-hmm. It's G-I-A-R-U-S-S-O. So Giriasso. Anyway, uh, he was the writer. He was the penciler. He was the anchor. He was the colorist. He was the letterer. Anyway, uh, that's the second story, the, the Mini Marvels. But the first story the first story is something we're gonna cover next episode. Uh, so if you as a Captain America comic book fan, you're like, Well, wait a minute, I don't I don't own that in my collection. Well, here's your chance. We're gonna we're gonna cover it for you. Right. Yeah. You know yeah. you don't have to go out and spend twenty five bucks on it. Cause it is. I went on eBay, Bob. It's 25 mm-hmm. bucks to get this this comic. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I know. It's uh it that surprises me. I you know, I, I picked up a couple copies, I don't know, a couple of years ago when I got this this uh, original art page and and they weren't you know anywhere near that back then, but I don't know why uh, they would have they would have gone up in in uh, in value. There's no conceivable reason for that.
1: Uh well it's all supply and demand, Bob. That's how that's how our system works. Okay. Right. So I'm thinking the supply is low. I mean
0: because I bought those two?
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So there's only like five left.
0: Right,
1: yeah. <laughs> and and apparently there's six people who won it. Yeah.
0: So. There's a run. There's a run. There's a run. run the, yeah. <laughs>
1: there is One a run. or the other,
0: yeah. <laughs> when it comes to Taco Bell, <laughs> there's a
1: run. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah, we're going to cover that now. Now, the first story that we're going to cover, it's written by Joe Caramanga. Now, you've heard that name before. Yes. Right? Yeah. Because Joe Caramanga has typically been a letterer right well here he is he's not only the letterer for the story he's the writer yeah but we're wow. not gonna have yeah but we're not gonna have him on the show no uh but the the penciler and inker is scott coblish i'm gonna say coblish could be coblish i'm not sure we'll figure yeah. it out next episode yeah. when we have scott on the show uh scott who not only was the penciler penciler and inker for this particular Taco Bell special. Um uh, he was also the inker for Ron Garney during uh volume 1 at the very end when Mark Wade and Ron Garney were doing uh the the very end of the story of or very end of the volume of Captain America. Um uh, Scott was the inker for Ron Garney. He also was the inker um prior to that he did a, he did one issue for, for 439 for uh i guess it was uh hoover right dave hoover and then in volume three um he did he also inked some issues there too so he's he's got some captain america experience and that's why we're going to have him on the show yeah he, he also did the uh american dream miniseries the five Indeed. issue miniseries yeah yeah um and real if you're a fantastic four fan bob um he's got a he's got a cover coming out and this is really cool uh for fantastic four 700 he's doing one of the covers of issue 700 that has are you ready for this 700 characters on oh the my, cover
0: oh my gosh <laughs> i know wow
1: it's crazy yeah. and it's coming out uh around the same time that this uh our interview with him is uh, uh it's coming out soon okay. right yeah um so fantastic four 700 uh scott koblish is doing this amazing cover so we we'll, we'll, you know heck we need to talk to him about that too
0: yeah yeah
1: how do you get 700 characters on a comic book cover i don't know
0: yeah well i'm gonna have to check that out
1: yeah excellent uh so anyway come back next episode we are going to cover captain america number one taco bell version boom. <laughs> and then the next episode after that we'll have scott koblish on the show so anyway there you go there's the next two episodes after this all
0: right it looks like we got
1: a plan stan we do have a plan in fact uh it's kind of crazy all right, Bob. Yeah, you know, I I don't know about you, but I've had a lot of fun rapid cap with you.
0: I have too. I can't wait for next week's Taco Bell experience.
1: <laughs> we'll have to break out some of those packets.
0: I know, right? Yeah, right? celebrate. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we should have a festive drink to go along with our sauce packets.
1: Yeah, maybe a. I don't know. What do you? <laughs> what do you get? What do you get from a Taco Bell? Do you have a Diet Pepsi or something? I don't know.
0: Pepto Bismol.
1: <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> All right. He's Bob Lucius. I'm Rick Verbanus. You have been listening to another episode of the Captain America Comic Book Fans Podcast.